0: All right, right, so I'm just killing time before I have to get to the uncomfortableness of this episode. Welcome to the Awkward High Five podcast. My name is Devin and that's it because there's no RTG. Because yet again, I don't know where the fuck RTG is. Yet again, RTG, our co-host of the Awkward High Five podcast that we, you've come to love and know, and hopefully like me, kind of hate a little bit sometimes when shit like this happens, has pulled yet another disappearing act. Um, I guess it's what the kids call ghosting nowadays. I'm I, and by proxy, you, the audience of the Awkward High Five podcast, are being ghosted by our co-host. Um, and I don't, I don't know why I have no idea. And, and this is, I, I I understand that this is a broken record kind of thing. I understand that, uh, you, the people at home are probably listening to this and just being like, Oh God, what the fuck? Let me, all right, here's what I'll say. I, uh, one of the reasons that we do this podcast, there's many reasons that we do this podcast, but one of the reasons that, that I wanted to do a podcast and wanted specifically to do, the the talk radio kind of format the two co-hosts going back and forth sound effects stories shit like that um and one of the, the main reasons i want to do that is because i've been a talk radio fan my whole life um and and, and, and I, I don't know i guess that's something that you don't hear a lot of people that are talk radio fans like yeah there's howard stern fans there's Opie and anthony fans there's bubble the love sponge fans and and shit like that you know but uh but for some one reason or another my whole life i've just been a talk radio fan i've always enjoyed the format of two guys just talking uh whether it be about current events pop culture anything um and if there's a little bit of humor in there and it's interesting enough i i'm into it excuse me if i ramble during this because i'm not i'm not used to Doing this by myself, I'm not a fan of the one man. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is what I'm saying here, but I'm not a fan of the 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 one man just ranting podcast. I think the only person who pulls it off is Bill Burr, and he happens to be the funniest human being in the world. So there's no way to compete with that. So bear with me. We're we're all together, listeners of a high five. We're all in uncharted waters together. This is like that movie where the two people fell off a fucking boat and then the boat didn't want to waste gas or for whatever reason couldn't turn around or somebody on the boat couldn't even, couldn't even turn backwards and realize the two people are gone. And then the one dude was like, fuck it, I'm just going to drink salt water. And then the other chick's like, all right, well, if you're going to drink salt water, I guess, fuck it, I'm just going to get eaten by sharks. That's what's going on right now. Uh, whether or not RTG drank the salt water, I have no idea. But I'm still trying to keep afloat, even though there's sharks circling around if you know what I'm saying. Now I'm completely off. Completely off. Okay, let me get back to what I was saying. Here's the deal. My favorite talk radio show of all time was a show that some of you might be familiar with called The Ron and Fez Show. And uh, when I do this podcast, Ron Bennington, the, the host of The Ron and Fez Show, it was such a big influence on me my whole life uh, as far as comedy goes and, and everything that there's, there's a lot of things that I say in my regular life uh, that that I steal from him just because of listening to that show for however 15 years or whatever it was that I that I have to literally try to stop saying when I'm on the mic on this podcast because I don't want to be ripping anybody off. The reason that I'm bringing that up is because the co-host of that show was a man named Fez Watley, and um and and if any of you have listened to the show, you, you probably know where I'm going with this. But over time, uh the the co-host Fez. Uh, became kind of a nutcase and would cry and um, was you know a fifty year old virgin and had daddy issues and um, and you know part of the thing that made the show intriguing the Ron and Fez show intriguing was all of that at the same time you know besides the fact that there are comedy geniuses and 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 radio professionals and in my in my humble opinion the greatest talk radio show of all time but. But it was intriguing that this one guy was such a mess. And, um, but what ended up happening in the last few years of the Ron and Fez show was uh, the, Fez he just lost his mind. He, just, he really lost his mind. There's people out there that, that will swear that to the day that they die, to the end of everything, that it was a bit um i truly as a hardcore long-term didn't miss an episode listener of the ron and fez show i do not believe that it was a bit i really do think that fez uh lost his mind and as a listener of the show for the last i'd say two or three years i mean it was really a good five or seven years but the last two or three years of the show really circled back to every every show he would start crying at some point be making uh, outlandish claims, not being able to keep his mental health together. And and I as as a super fan got to the point where I oh, I remember saying to myself one day, I can't fucking listen to this thing anymore. And when and when he would start up, I would get this kind of fist clenched kind of feeling about about listening to him. And um and I guess what I'm trying to say here is that when I have to get on this microphone and say for another fucking time that RTG has disappeared, uh, I, I expect listeners to have that same that same reaction where you're just where you're just like fuck, I, what the fuck, fuck this dude? Why do I even? I understand that, and I don't I don't want that. That I I don't when this <laughs> see this is where if I had somebody I, looking across, at least I could be talking to them. When when I when I realized that Richie was missing a few days ago, I didn't even put anything out publicly on Facebook or Twitter or any of the other other accounts because I didn't want to beat down that door again. And uh, and yet and yet here we are. And the facts are this: the, the here's the facts. Uh, Wednesday night we were supposed to do a show like we do. Um, my brother w- bought a new house and needed help moving into the house and could only do it that night because we were facing a, uh, a pretty big snowstorm the next day in New Jersey. So uh, he enlisted my help and as a brother, I couldn't let him down. So I texted, R- well, messaged Richie, that's part of the problem I, I, on Facebook. Because th- another thing that you need to know about Richie is he doesn't have a fucking phone. And the only way to get in touch with him is through Facebook Messenger that he will check when he's on his laptop at home on the Wi-Fi. So that's it. I mean, sans carrier pigeon or smoke signals or fucking anything else like that, training a roach to, to fucking take a little note over to where he lives. Th- there's no way to get in touch with him. Uh, I guess I could drive around looking for him like my parents used to do to me after the streetlights came on back in fucking 1987. But I'm not going to do that. doesn't matter. Anyway, so I message him and I say, hey, um, is there any way we could just do the show on Thursday? I, I need to help Dean out. He's He's, he's got got to move him in the house. And uh, Richie says, uh, that shouldn't be a problem. And then I, then I figured out, um, I'm moving my brother in and I figured out that it's not going to take all night like I thought. I thought we were going to be there till midnight, you know, humping shit into the house. It looked like we were going to be done around 8 or 9. So I even hit him back and I said, hey, you know what? Never mind. We could still do the show. It might be a little bit later than normal, but um, but well, let's just get it done. And then he said, well, don't worry about it. We'll just do it tomorrow. And I said, are you sure? And the reason I said, are you sure, is because there's been a few times where I've had to push the show back a day, back when we used to do it on Tuesdays, let's say, um, and for some reason something came up and I had to push it to Wednesday and then he said it was okay. And then on the on that Wednesday something always went awry. He had to do something or something, you know, and then we ended up having to skip an episode. And and if you're a long term listener of show, the show, all that's well documented. So I said to him, let's just do it on, you know, let's just do it. And he said, no, don't worry about it tomorrow. No big deal. And I said, are you sure? And he said, yes. So come the next night, Thursday night, uh, I, I message him. And I say, "Hey, seven o'clock. I'm coming to come pick you up." Um, and he said, "Yeah, no problem." So I'm getting ready to come pick him up, and uh, and he messages me back and says, "Hey, did you leave yet?" Now I'm literally, literally putting on my shoes at this point uh, and walking out the door, and he and he messaged me and said, um, "Hey, did you leave yet?" And I said, "No. I don't know why I'm I'm uh, fucking ad libbing here. I could actually read the messages for you guys, so you get a little insight on." Uh, on everything. I hope this recording's working. Guys, I know this episode isn't going to be the greatest thing in the world, but, uh, but stick with me here. I'm trying to put out content and let you guys know what's going on. So uh, anyway, so where are we at? So Wednesday, he says, uh, did you leave yet? I said, not yet, just about to. He said, I have to help my friend with something real quick. He's paying me, so I have to do it. I'll let you know as soon as I'm done. And I said, okay. And then I didn't hear from him for the rest of the night. And to be honest, in the back of my mind, I knew I wasn't going to hear from him the rest of the night. As soon as he said he had to do something for his friend, and this was already at 7 o'clock, I mean, uh, obviously, just like you at home are probably doing right now, the, the, uh, the possibilities of what this favor he has to do for his friend, number one, and the, and the implications of what could happen doing, doing this favor for his friend uh, were running through my mind. But then also, I just knew that it was something that even if he thought it was going to take a second, it was going to take very long and and uh, and it wasn't going to happen. So I was pissed um, about that. But I you know, I, I, in in my mind, I said, fuck it. We, we got this Saturday show. We'll just do an extra long show on Saturday because, you know, that's the thing that we're trying to do now. Where if, uh, you know, if we do miss a show or or something like that, we're trying to do longer shows to make up for that. We're trying to give the two hours a week no matter what. Plus the extra two episodes for Patreon that's a whole nother thing which i'd like to get to but um so so he doesn't hit me back and i didn't think anything of it except the fact that you know it sucks that he dissed out but whatever what are you gonna do so then on um on oh and i text him what's the deal after that then on february 10th which was friday I followed up with him, like the businessman that I am. And I said, hey, are we good for tomorrow? And he said this. Yes, definitely. I'm so sorry about last night. It was a nightmare, of course. And I went for no reason except a fucking headache. But yeah, anytime tomorrow. And I said, yeah, that sucks. We got to do a long one tomorrow now. I'm working during the day to like six or seven. Cool. And he said yes. And then, um, as you can guess, on Saturday, I started messaging him around three o'clock in the afternoon. I'll pick you up at seven didn't hear from him. 520, hit him up with a couple question marks, didn't hear from him. 627, hit him with, yo, come on, man, don't pull a disappearing act, didn't hear from him. Uh, And then that was it. And then Sunday, I hit him with, yo, what the fuck, and today. And here's here's the thing that I want to bring up about the Facebook Messenger that bothers me, is that on Facebook Messenger, you could tell when they were active. And And it's and I don't know. I mean, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Maybe someone stole his fucking laptop, or somebody in in his apartment that he lives in is going on his laptop and on his Facebook or something. But it's it's been shown in the past few days since Saturday that he's been active on Facebook, but he has not looked at my messages, and that's what really bothers me about the whole thing. Besides the fact that I'm sitting here by myself now, not doing a funny, entertaining show, doing talking to you guys about something that 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 bothers me on on a on a, on a high level <laughs> all right i need to calm down see i'm getting mad already when we started the show we wanted it to be um a, a like more of a, a like a raw gritty look at things when i pitched the show to richie um <coughs> And again, we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of new listeners to the show. So just so you know, when I pitched a show to Richie back almost two years ago now at this point, a year and a half ago, I said to him, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be a funny talk radio kind of show format show. But I also wanted to be all the fucking bumps and bruises are shown. Um, You know, at that time, I was I was at the bottom pit of my life. And Richie was completely off the map. Um, a, a, as far as his addiction that's well documented and his living situation and everything else. And, and so I saw it as a, not only as a way that we could start entertaining together again and start making something funny and interesting, hopefully, but also kind of talk about the things that are going on and show the, the raw side of things. And, I mean, if you've listened to the show from the beginning... It, it did. It, it, there was more of that back then, and maybe even forcibly so. Like, I, I think we even had discussions where we're like, okay, well, we got to have a little bit of a serious talk, and we got to talk about the, the heroin thing a little bit or whatever, because that's part of the show. Whereas in the recent times, we've literally just, you know, we've been harboring more on the, on the docks of the funny comedy, make fun of pop culture, and, and shit like that, which is great. That's what I like to do. Um, And then, you know, I guess the hope is, is that when the raw gritty stuff surfaces, then we'll talk about it. Although, to be honest, I mean, Richie's in recent days has been pushing back more. And whenever I'm kind of like, well, you know, he'll have a bad day or he'll come in with some sort of story that has to revolves kind of around his predicament. And I'll say, okay, well, why don't we talk about that? And he'll be like, I don't I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. And I understand where he's coming from, because it's got to be uncomfortable to sit there and bare your soul. Uh, especially when you're tied up in such a like a taboo kind of looked down upon sociably uh for the most part activity but i thought i also saw that as very brave of him in the beginning of the show that he would so freely talk about it and uh where the fuck am i going with this help me see if somebody was here they would keep me on track um but anyway, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is that in the beginning of the show, in the beginning of Awkward High Five, the the honesty and the inside look, uh, you know, at at you know the downfalls of life and everything, were supposed to be a big part of the show. And 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 now I sit here and still have to deal with that. And I guess that was my decision on why to come here. Not only do I not want to just disappear off the map again. I mean, last time. He pulled this fucking ghosting act. We we were off the air for a month and I didn't do anything. I, I was I was re- be honest, completely honest with you. I mean, we touched about it on it a little bit when he came back. But I mean, I was fucking pissed when I tell you guys at home. I was so fucking mad. The show was just getting to a point where we were getting like a, a, a real decent amount of listeners, um, a lot of feedback You know, it it just it felt like the the foot was getting down on the accelerator, the snowball was rolling down the hill, whatever fucking stupid analogy you want to use, it really felt like that was happening with the show. And then he just disappeared for a month. And when and to be honest with you guys, it stopped all momentum. Uh, it, it killed it. it, it I, I, I see the numbers every week, every month of the people that listen to the show. And, and we lost a lot of listeners. And I completely understand. I completely understand that. Because if I was listening to a, a podcast, there's a billion. And when I say a billion, I mean, literally a billion podcasts out there. It's the same fucking... Podcasts are now the same thing as uh, nine, the bands in the 90s. Like, fucking people heard, and, and, I, and me and Richie are one of them in both situations, <laughs> but, you know, people heard fucking Mark uh, Marin and Keith and the girl and said, oh, fuck, I gotta, I have uh, uh, Pro Tools and, and a couple microphones. I could do that. And everybody started doing it in the same way that people heard Nevermind and Dookie back in the early 90s and said, oh, shit, they're playing three power chords with no solos. We could do that. And then everybody started doing that. It's the same thing. So, listen. I get it. There's a billion podcasts out there. And if I was listening to a podcast and then all of a sudden they just disappeared for a month, I would I would it, not even if it, out of spite or anything, but I would probably just get wrapped up in other ones and forget to come back. And, and that's what happened. And I was pissed about it because it may not seem like it uh at all but i work really fucking hard on this show <laughs> and i definitely do not want to come across as the person like sitting here like i need some respect for the things i did i'm not acting that way but just again just give you a little peek on i i work pretty fucking hard on this show uh and and uh and he doesn't and that's not i shouldn't say that because his job is to come in with things to talk about um which i don't come uh, come in with a lot and then and then uh and and then we get bounce off each other. So everything else I do and that's fine. That's all I want from him. I want him to show up. I want him to be honest. I want him to be funny and I want him to have some ideas and that's it. We that's we established that from the beginning and it's great and I will gladly take all the extra workload as far as the producing the show, mixing and editing the show, any sort of advertising for the show, any any anything else I, I do all of that stuff. Um what the fuck was I just talking about? Oh, anyway, so when uh, when he disappeared for a month, I was mad on so many different levels uh, because, number one, I knew we were losing traction. Number two, I had worked so hard for over a year to kind of get the show where it was. Number three, you know, I, I was texting everybody that I knew around him. That's another thing is when he disappears, his whole crew disappears, I don't know if it's just me. Maybe they don't like me very much. I, don't, I have no idea. But I mean, last time I, I, te- I was texting his girlfriend. I was texting his girlfriend's sister, who I know and am friendly with. I was texting his roommate, who on on his behalf, he did get back to me, but but really couldn't make any leeway. This time, uh, today, I texted or I messaged his um, a, a girl that we're friendly with he's actually working with now. So I... Uh, I messaged her and said, "Hey, is Richie still even working there? I need to find him." She didn't message me back. It's kind of just like everyone just disappears, and it's and it's frustrating. I mean, l- literally, I keep using the term ghosting. I just learned that term the other day, and I think it's normally used more towards like um, a relationship kind of thing. Like you you might have you might meet a cute girl or a cute guy and you guys are hit it off, you maybe maybe you have a couple sensual nights and then all of a sudden one of them kind of disappears and that person's ghosting you is as far as i read into it but that's that's kind of what's going on here because I, it, it, when i say he disappeared i don't i don't mean like i know where he is he's not but he's in hiding the motherfucker just disappears drops off the face of the earth no way to find him no way to get in touch with him and uh and and i don't know selfish selfish and and he knows it that's why I'm not sitting here trying to talk shit about my best friend or my co-host, but he knows he knows itself. He knows it, but I don't think he has control over it. And, uh, and that's it. I don't want to sit here and, 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 and make this whole episode about this because I don't know how long he's going to be gone for. I don't know what the situation is. He could be in jail. He could be in rehab. I mean, there's worse situations that I don't even want to entertain. Um, but if I was to place money on it, I, I would say he's at home in bed, curled up, uh, succumbing to his his deepest vices, and uh, and and with the shades drawn and not wanting to come out. and And he kind of admitted to that last time, uh, under the veil of a deep depression. Which I believe, I believe everything that he said last time. His his failed rehab attempt, and then um and then a uh because of that a deep few week depression that he couldn't climb out of. But it's you know, the way that I look at things is that if I have responsibilities, I, I'm going to try to take care of them. And if I can't take care of them, I'm at least going to explain to the people that would suffer from me not being able to take care of those responsibilities why. And he doesn't do he doesn't give that to me, and he doesn't give it to you. And I and, and I guess on his behalf, I'm apologizing to the listeners if you even care at this point. But uh this is me venting about the situation. So that's where it is. That's what's going on. Yes, again, we've lost RTG. For how long, I have no idea. But the thing is, is that I'm not going to stop doing shows. I know this one's a weird one because I'm just sitting here rambling by myself. But um, but we, uh, I'm going to get some co-host guest hosts uh, in and do different things. And until he comes back, we're going to continue this. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you're still going to get your extra shows. And I promise you that they'll be interesting and funny and all that stuff. So, so I don't know. I, I, that's all I could say. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going on. I, I sit here right now clueless yet again after, you know, however many months it's been and building back up traction. And that's another thing with the Patreon thing is, uh, you know, I was, I was undecided about that for a very long time. I discussed that on the show, how I'm not really a fan of asking people for money or stuff. But we felt like we had gotten to a point with the show where we could start maybe getting a little bit of income, um, crowdsourced income, in order to, you know, uh, get a little bit better equipment, broaden the show a little bit. Uh, one of the main things that we want to do And that's uh, talking about co-hosts and and guest hosts and stuff like that is we want to get a more public studio space. The situation is, you know, there was a there was a bunch of people who um, who volunteered to come in even tonight and do the show. And 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 I and I'm going to entertain that. I want to have people. The problem is, is that where we do this show is kind of a private location. It's not our studio And it's not really our uh, decision on who could come here, kind of, if that makes any sense. It's basically what I'm saying is it's not a place that I could just have people that I don't know specifically, um, you know, more than just like a social media uh, relationship or something like that come in and out of uh, it's not my call. So that's the problem. Once we have our own, when we're looking into that, um, you know. But once we have our own space that we have, it's our place, and we could do whatever, whatever that space may be. It might just be the next apartment I live in, or what we really hope is it, it might be, um, you know, a, an actual room that we rent monthly and stuff like that. But once that happens, we want to have everybody there. We want to have people come in and hang out. That's what we want this show to be. We want it to be more of a community. We want people hanging out on mic. You know, being there, whatever, drinking, smoking some weed, laughing, just making, making it kind of a party. We want that to happen. So, anyway, see, this is what this is the problem. I can't talk by myself because I will just ramble. I will just ramble. But uh, oh, so the Patreon thing. You know, I even said to him when when I decided to put it up, I said to him, "Listen, I'm going to do this thing, and hopefully." people are going to start, you know, chipping in a little bit for this show. And I even said to him specifically because it wasn't too far after his last disappearing act. I said, you know, we're going if this happens, we're going to have to be more professional. We cannot miss shows. Um we cannot disappear. You cannot do any of this shit. And I was told, "Yeah, you know, no problem. Yeah, do it. No problem." You know, like that one that was one time, you know, this show is what I'm all about and I was reassured and everything. And, you know, here we lie. Here we sit again. Now, of course, we're we're only a few days in. This has. This, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. It hasn't been a month or anything yet. But I mean, you can see how frustrating it is, and uh, that's really what I have to say there. I don't. It, it, I I apologize because I don't really feel very much like being funny. I really don't feel very much like being entertaining. To be honest with you, I'm I'm very angry. Uh, at this situation and sitting in this in the studio, staring at nobody talking out into air into into nothing is is foreign to me. This is not what I do. I want to sit here and have a conversation with another human being, whatever that may be. So um, yeah, I don't know if uh, if this goes on and and you're somebody that's in the area and you feel like you might want to come in and talk to me, uh, then we're gonna have to set it up because we're doing shows no matter what you guys want to hear a new uh a new drop that i got here we go ready i care for Applejack's a great deal got him. good okay that's it i'm not going to tell you where it's from but it's basically one of my favorite scenes of a movie of all time here i'll play it again i care for Applejack's a great deal got him. good <laughs> <laughs> all right at least that made me laugh uh, also I have, um, uh, you might've heard it during the opening sequence, uh, when I was jamming buttons, but the, uh, insane wacky Dennis from toe Jammin Earl, I got a drop from him. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that. And that's all I have to say. I don't know. So, uh, all right, this isn't going to be a very long show. I, 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 I apologize about that. Um, I'll make it up on Saturday if I have to, with a, with more interesting things. This is again, kind of a makeshift thing where I just came in, pressed play and started talking because I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I'm sorry about that. Um, I do want to, uh, I do want to, uh, talk about a few things that have been brought up to me since the, the prior episodes in the last week or so. And the big one of that is the conversation that me and Richie were having about, well, I thought it was about Dillinger Escape Plan, but from what many, many, many people, music fans, I'm guessing hardcore and metal fans specifically out there, have let me know since that since that episode, um, is that I was talking about Dill- Dillinger Escape Plan, and Richie was talking about Kill Switch Engage. And I do not know where the communication lines got crossed there, uh, I think from what I could deduce, I guess I should have went back and listened to it, but I have a problem listening to my own voice, so I didn't want to do that. But uh, I, I guess what I could deduce from that was that Richie was watching Kill Switch Engage videos thinking that they were Dillinger Escape Plan <laughs> and then came talking on the show about how he Dillinger Escape Plan because he said something at some point about them having a black singer and I didn't know that Dillinger, if they had a black singer or not, but I kind of just passed over it and and started talking about what the, the main thing that I know about Dillinger Escape Plan is the EP they did with Mike Patton because I love Mike Patton. And uh, and apparently he was just talking about fucking Killswitch. And I don't know. I'd be honest with you guys. I mean, I consider myself a music fan, but and I do love Dillinger Escape Plan. I've seen him play uh you know i've i've met the guys they're they're great the band's awesome and all that stuff but uh kill switch engage couldn't pick them out of a lineup i have no idea who they are i've never i don't think i've ever heard any of their songs and i know that there's people listening to this right now is specifically friends of mine are just like what are you kidding me i know there's a lot of people out there but i I don't know i don't know who they are i'm mine and kill switch engages uh path never crossed maybe it's their name uh, or whatever it may be that just turned me off, but I never listened to him and I apologize. So I had no idea that he was talking about that. And I was talking about Don not plan, but enough of you guys let us know that I'm going to have to go ahead and say, yes, we're idiots. And, uh, for as much as we talk about knowing music and, and being musicians on the show for, for to have a folly of that sort was a little embarrassing. So I apologize about that. Um, I guess the other thing that I wanted to say was uh, I get a lot of emails um, and uh, the two things that people ask me about a lot are, (coughs) sorry, I'm dying still. Um, uh, The two things that people ask me about a lot is, number one, they ask me to recommend other podcasts (laughs) and uh, I'm going to get better at that. But let me tell you, and this is is my boilerplate answer to everybody that asked me this question, is that I'm the worst person to ask that because I, I'm literally the... When it comes to podcasts, I'm literally the guy who still listens to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and has no idea that uh, any underground fucking, you know, independent uh, alternative music exists. It, it really is. I mean, it, it, I'll let you know that right now the podcast that I listen to. I listen to what WTF and Mark Maron, obviously, that you could call that the Beatles joe rogan experience you could call that the stones although the joe rogan experience i i will only listen to when there's somebody on there that i want to want to hear from like i just recently listened to the shane smith episode and stuff like that but i don't i don't listen to every single one um i've i've gotten really into uh and love a lot the um beautiful stories from anonymous people the, the chris gethard podcast which is nothing like uh the other two and nothing like a high five whatsoever it's a completely original thing um, but, uh, an awesome podcast, but again, Chris Gethard, he's not exactly the, uh, the least known person in the world. Um, sometimes I'll listen to your mom's house, um, and, uh, which is funny and, uh, and that's really about it. And then I'll listen to true crime ones and other random ones, uh, radio lab I listen to whenever they put stuff out and shit like that. So I, I think when people ask me that question, they ask me because I do a independent underground podcast. So they're hoping that I'm going to recommend more independent underground podcasts. And shamefully so, I really don't have, I really don't have recommendations for that. And I am sorry. Uh, I'm going to seek out and find more fun independent podcasts to listen to. Um, because you know what, in the same way that, in the same way that I seek out, you know, uh, younger independent bands that are out there hashing it out and making music for no money and and just out of passion and everything still in my old age, (coughs) I, I think podcasting is the same kind of thing. Like I appreciate that more. I, I look, I'm a fan of all those podcasts, but you know, it, 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 podcasting has to be more than just you're a comedian in New York, so you have a podcast, and you have other comedians from New York and LA come on your podcast. It's a it's a great format, and it works for the people that do it. But uh, there's so much out of so much the medium. I guess what I'm trying to say here is such an open fucking uh, landscape for any type of craziness that uh, the interview shows. Eh, you know, I don't know, not my favorite thing in the world anymore. So I I am. So if you guys have any recommendations, I also say this to everybody Ask me if you guys have any recommendations for me, please let me know, because I listen to uh, during my day job, I listen to podcasts all day. And uh, and I, I consume the medium a lot. And I'd like to I'd like to hear from you. So let me know that the other question that I get from you guys a lot from listeners of the show a lot is what's with the dev dog thing. And let me tell you, um i just so anybody i just want to strike strike the record clear here uh that the dev dog thing is i don't really call myself (laughs) the dev dog the uh what happens what happened there well there's it's a two uh it's a two answer what question does that make any fucking sense now if there's somebody here they'd be able to tell me that that doesn't make any sense but nobody's here so now I just got to ask myself if that makes any sense. And of course, I'd think that it makes sense because I'm the one that just mumbled out that bullshit. Anyway, it's a two part answer, is what I was looking for. And the two part is this when we were younger, when me and RTG, our uh, absent fucking co host, were younger, we used to hang with a girl that used to call me Dep Dog. And she talked like this. And I would say, hey, what's going on, Sarah? And she would say, oh, what's up, damn dang? So we uh, would always joke around and use that when we were younger. But uh, later on in life, well, not so much later on in life, but in our our college years, um, I thought just being an asshole, just one day woke up and decided that I wanted a nickname. I had never had a nickname ever before in my whole entire life. Like I didn't have any cool, like fucking nobody, everyone just either called me Devin or Dev and uh and that was it i never had any like fucking slim or stretch or fucking anything like that that people get i don't know why i chose those two because i was never at one point ultra thin or very tall although let me tell you um back in my uh back in the day when um i was maybe using a little of the um uppers um maybe you know the, the substances that get your heart beaten and and make you drop weight really quick. When I was a young lad, I did wake up one day and, um, and this was when I was, uh, still, I was a punk rocker. I mean, I still am a punk rocker, but I was a very much so a punk rocker in the way that I would wear the, uh, the, the clothing. And, um, I had been on a week kind of a week's adventure with, uh, with these certain substances and I woke up one morning, and I looked in the mirror, and I was wearing nothing but boxer shorts and a spiked choker. And I'm not I'm not proud of that, but it's true. It's very true. And um, I had blue hair, and I had uh, um, other things going on. And I looked in the mirror, and I looked exactly like Marky Mark's brother from Six Sense in the beginning of it. Does that make any sense? Uh, in the beginning of The Sixth Sense, the, the dude from New Kids on the Block is in his tidy whities and all fucking skinny and, and awkward. And I literally looked like that. So I guess at that point, you could have called me Slim. But that was a very brief moment in the weight history of Damn Dang. Anyway, so uh, uh, in college, I realized that I never had a nickname. And then I also thought for some reason that it would be funny not only to make up my own nickname and really try to make it stick, but then also to have like kind of like a jocularity kind of nickname like something that if i was on the fucking the football or the baseball team that maybe my my cohorts my my team members would call me so i came up with deb dog and i started calling myself deb dog for probably about not very long probably about two weeks to a month i would go around and i'd introduce myself as deb dog and everyone would look at me weird like what's up with this fucking asshole and uh and that was my little stupid thing to entertain myself and then, just like everything, irony became real life when it kind of did fucking stick, and people started calling me Deb Dog, and um, and then you know slightly throughout the people have known me since then have called me that throughout life, so that's where that comes from. So when you hear me say Deb Dog, it, it it's supposed to be some sort of hipster irony, but as you know, the way I feel about hipster irony is that it it's really just true. So. I, I guess I'm outing myself in that, but it's supposed to come from a place of humor. So I, I don't seriously consider myself damn dag, but I don't want to damn dog. Okay. So I answered those questions. I wanted to get, uh, to, cause I get those a lot. I don't know, guys, I'm just fucking rambling here. We're like 40 minutes in. I don't know what to say. I mean, at this point is when I normally start trying to be humble and thanking everybody, which is true. Thank you for everybody who subscribes on Patreon. If you do want to do that, you could get on there and uh, get two free episodes a month. Although if you're, this is the first episode you're listening to, I don't know why you would want to. But uh, two episodes a month uh, if you do the $5 tier or more. And, um, and otherwise, like I, I always say, go on iTunes and leave a review. Anybody who listens to this show, helps out this show. Even today, I just I put a little message on Facebook, not even on the Awkward I5 page, on my own personal page, talking about how I was searching for my uh, podcast co host. And a bunch of people are like, I'll help out, I'll help out, I'll help out. So, I mean, just the, the support in general is is very awesome. I hope you guys had a good uh, Valentine's Day. I hope everybody listening to this had a fun Valentine's Day with their sweethearts um, and, their, and their loved ones. I did literally absolutely nothing. I don't have anybody. I am completely by myself. I am alone. I am utterly alone, as Winona Ryder would say. Um, but I enjoyed that. If you want to know what I did for my Valentine's Day is I worked, I came home, I worked out, I hit the vape a few times, and then I watched Shit's Creek until I passed out at probably 945. <laughs> and that was it. St. Valentine's Day for damn dag. Um, what else do I need to talk about? See, here's the things I wanted to bring up. But I'm not having a conversation with anybody. But I guess, um, what was the other big thing that I wanted to talk about? Oh, the Super Bowl. Okay. It's been since the Super Bowl that we've done a show, unfortunately. I mean, since before that. But uh, Super Bowl, number one, I went to a friend's house on the Super Bowl and left in the third quarter, in the beginning of the third quarter, when it looked like a blowout. I think it was about the time where the dude missed the extra point on the Patriots. And I was tired and had work early and and am not a football fan and the party was kind of dying down anyway. So I said, fuck it, I'm going home. And then woke up the next morning and looked and saw that I missed the greatest comeback apparently in sports history. Not that I would have been you know, too overthrown by that anyway, because again, I'm not the biggest world's biggest football fan, but it would have been nice, I guess, if I could have just been a regular human being and hung out a little bit later. And witnessed apparently history-making uh, sports game, but no, I went home and again hit the vape and watched Schitt's Creek for a few uh, episodes and passed out like the uh, unsportsman's like bitch that I am. But that's not what I wanted to talk about when it came to the Super Bowl. What I wanted to talk about when it came to the Super Bowl is Lady Gaga and her performance. Now, number one, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was a, a, a very, uh, well put together. She sounded great. She was really singing. That was fucking awesome. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I, don't, I don't know all her music. I know she wrote that one song that sounds exactly like Madonna and people freaked out about that. But my theory on that is that that was a marketing tool. They did that on purpose because to get people talking, which people were talking. Anyway, um, I don't even know if she did that song. And I can even tell you what song she did on the, um, On the show. I mean, I think she did that. Don't be a drag. Just be a queen. That thing or whatever. But more of that, the thing that I wanted to talk about was something that I witnessed that night at my very small Super Bowl party that I went to. And then on a wider uh, international social media scale, the next day was people making fun of Lady Gaga's gut. I was dumbfounded. This is, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna let all my anger at this current situation out on the people who made fun of Lady Gaga's gut. Here's the fucking deal. And I heard people at my party, at the party I was at, friends of mine, people who come to my ho- house where my wife sleeps and my kids play with their toys. They said, Holy shit, she, she's, she's fucking, she needs to do some sit ups. And my reaction is, Are you fucking kidding me are you kidding me i i don't know if you guys and then the next day i saw that you know the twitter the twitter verse was saying that and people wrote articles saying that and look i'm a guy i'm i'm i could and and honestly in all honesty i could be a shallow guy i can i as a matter of fact it's one of the things that i hate about myself the most is that i am when it comes to women and uh, and i'll be completely honest about it i'm a pretty shallow fucking guy i don't i don't know why. I don't know if it was images that I saw earlier in life, and I just whatever. But I do have, uh, for better or for worse, and mostly for worse, I do have a image of a woman in my head that I consider attractive, and I'm 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 judgmental, and I and and it's not fair, and I am that way, and I I work really hard on not being that way. I try, you know, I I try to maybe you know look past certain things that i want to find attractive to get you know what's inside that matters and all that stuff anyway i'm all fucking how did i even go down this road who and who knows anyway what i'm trying to say is that lady gaga the the, the shape that she was in that night 95 percent of you motherfuckers at home never had sex with a woman in that good of shape never never did Never happened. Sorry. Even in fucking college, when you're in your fucking prime, I guarantee you. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that, that Lady Gaga is a fucking beauty queen and or anything like that, whether you, you think she's attractive or, or not or anything like that, I, whatever. I'm just talking about physical fitness. The chick is in shape. She has no fucking gut whatsoever. Um, most guys would kill... To be able to have sex with somebody that has had a body that tight and yet we in fucking America sat at home shoving Doritos and Buffalo wings and fucking Pepsi Cola and fucking beers and brownies and whatever other fucking high fructose corn syrup poison bullshit into our fucking faces watching a stadium full of overweight jersey wearing fucking red cheeked motherfuckers watching you know this whole fucking game and then we had the nerve to collectively and i'm gonna put myself in on this because i'm a male in the united states of america and although my my opinion differs i'm gonna go ahead and take the blame just like everybody else should to make fun of this fucking woman's stomach that had the tiniest little bit of a bump of flab coming over the top of what was basically a fucking uh like uh, underwear that was suction cupped and fucking and had fucking a vacuum suck all the air out of into her fucking body would put a a the littlest bit of a gut on anybody anybody else take the hottest girl that you know and if she was wearing that she would have a fucking muffin top that's just not it's just not the way that it works okay, I'm sorry for that rant. I'm sorry for that rant. But I was astounded when people started making fun of Lady Gaga because of her fucking cut. Are we that shallow? Or are we that used to just seeing uh, like, fuck it, six packed abs and airbrushed? You know what it is? Uh, sorry, I'm burping. I'm dying. You know what it is? I th- really think what it is is that we're used so used to these airbrushed images that we see on everything, uh, on TV and magazines, on billboards and everything that when when we see an actual human body nowadays, even one that's an in incredible fucking shape, we still, for some reason, feel the need to to make fun of it. <laughs> and I'm looking around, people. I'm looking around at you. I understand. I, I see. I see your wives. I see your girlfriends. I see you. None of you motherfuckers are in gaga shape. None of you. So that's all I'm going to say. That's it. I, it. I was dumbfounded. Now, again, if Richie was here right now, he would probably be like, yeah, but she's an ugly bitch. And, and that's his role on the show. But but uh, my role is to say, uh, I I the, you know what? And I don't want to use the term, but I'm going to use it once. Body shaming. Body shaming is, uh, I think it's unacceptable. I think it's unacceptable, especially when someone's in shape like that. That's all. That's all I got to say. Otherwise, the Super super Bowl bowl was superb. And I'm sorry I missed the end of it. Apparently, uh, Tom Brady's the greatest human being on the face of the planet ever now. And all my friends from New York are, are pissed about that because I guess if you live in New York, you have to hate Boston, which I don't get because they seem like pretty similar places to me, but whatever, whatever. I don't know. How the fuck do I know? I've been in New York my whole life. I've been to Boston once. I went to go see the fake cheers, walked around the parks, drank in a few pubs, went downtown and saw that it was basically just a fucking strip mall with seven Starbucks and a, uh, and a couple gaps. I turned around and hit the road. So what the fuck do I know? What do I know? Um, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to end this one early. And uh, I promise you guys that uh, RTG or not, we're, we're, we're a high five is moving forward. We're going to have some guest hosts in here. We're going to have some parties. We're going to have some fun times. We're going to talk about some stuff. And uh, so stick with us. Hopefully, everyone, uh, hopefully Richie is happy and healthy. And this is just a minor hiccup. Maybe he's, he's uh, incarcerated or incapacitated in some way and will hopefully come back soon. You know, I love doing this show with my best friend of 30 years and, uh, and, and I don't want it to be any other way. But again, like I said, I work too hard on this show. I'm too proud of this show. I'm too happy with the, the listeners and the people that support this show and give us feedback. Um, I love the little community that's growing around it. And, uh, and I don't want to give that up. So, so we move ahead. And hopefully uh, this door that I'm looking at, that I've been staring at for the last 45 minutes because nobody else is here and I'm alone in the studio with uh, this echo and the ceiling fan that's making this weird ticking noise that's freaking my OCD the fuck out. Hopefully that door will open and uh, a little fucking drug addicted Italian man will come in and start saying racist and unkempt things yet again. Hopefully that'll happen soon. So and, and look, if, if you took any of the, the first half of the show of me talking shit on it, it's not it's just not true. It's not all the things that I said in the show It was to give you, number one, an inside look on in the way I'm feeling. But it's also shit that I say to him all the time. And he knows it. He's going to listen to this episode and he's going to understand. He knows where I'm coming from. And I know deep down inside, he knows that he's not doing the right thing uh but um you know this is what we deal with with our loved ones especially ones that are dealing with with circumstances like he is i don't you know i don't know i can't sit here and say that i i understand addiction i mean you know we talk about drugs a lot on this show and um you know it's no secret that i've had my past with with uh certain substances and stuff like that but i can't say that i've ever honestly been addicted to the point where something actually rules my life, like dictates my my uh my behavior and the things I do. And it it just never happened. I I smoked cigarettes for fucking 15 years and I was able to quit them cold turkey. I mean I, I guess at some point I was addicted. Uh you know there was other things. I guess it's documented on this show that uh you know my biggest struggle is probably with alcohol. But even that even that, I, I wouldn't consider myself addicted to alcohol because I don't I go weeks without drinking and don't even think about it. The other night, I went to a friend's house, had four 16 ounce cores OGs, smoked a joint, and then fucking called an Uber at like 11:30 at night because I was <laughs> exhausted and I'm an old man. So I don't think that that's a problem. I don't drink by myself for the most part. I don't know I don't even know if I have any addictions I, I don't I don't know I wish I could say I'm addicted to working out but my lady gaga gut is showing that that ain't happening I like riding my bike a whole lot but that's currently has a flat and it's also 28 degrees and windy out so fuck that shit you know what my addiction is I'll tell you what my addiction is I just and and I and I fucking I succumb to it tonight my addiction is tasty cake glazed apple pies that's my addiction ladies and gentlemen. And I'm ashamed to say it. My name is Devin, and I'm addicted to Tasty Cake glazed apple pies. Um, and I, I don't know why. I have no idea. I don't know. I, I, I started eating them recently. <laughs> I love Tasty Cake. I, my whole family is from Philadelphia. I'm a fan of things from Philadelphia. I love Scrapple. I love Tasty Cake. I love cheesesteaks with fucking American cheese, not cheese Whiz. I don't know at what point... Philly just switched to Wiz being the thing. But but uh, I'm going to Philly my whole life. And Wiz wasn't even an option until, I don't know, fucking 20 years ago. Who knows? Anyway, I love all those things. Uh, and recently, I just somehow dove right back into the Tasty Cake glazed apple pies. You know which ones I'm talking about. They look like an oversized empanada. They got the fucking sugary white almost semen looking fucking frosting on it and then you bite into it and there's this this sugary fucking corn syrup fucking apple mush on the inside that probably doesn't even have any real apples it's probably just apple flavoring and some weird some weird textured chunks to make you think that they're apples but when i tell you this when i tell you that when i bite into this thing i feel safe and sound like i'm back in the womb that's the feeling i get from it And I've been trying to avoid them because I've been eating clean, no carbs, no sugar, working out, losing weight, getting ready for the upcoming summer season. I'm a single man. I want to get out there. But tonight, I was pissed. I was looking down the barrel of doing the show by myself, which I was nervous about. Um, And and I'm not going to sit here and deem a success uh, at all. And I swung in to my local Wawa under the guise of getting a nut, a healthy nut mix to bring to work for the next two days. And I did do that. But deep down inside, I knew that I was going to pass that tasty cake aisle. I was going to see that glazed apple pie. And I was going to bring that up to the counter and purchase it. And that's exactly what I did. And it's sitting right outside of a High Five Studios waiting for me to finish this episode hit the vape put on spring uh spring break spring breakers maybe that was a good movie schitt's creek my new television ex- obsession and bite into that glazed apple pie I miss your taste and you'll see through. anyway you and you thank you for listening to this very weird very ranty very bitchy very complainy very solo now. Episode of the Awkward i5 podcast. We'll see you. Well, do the Patreon, do the reviews, do the talking, let everybody know, and we'll see you in a few short sure days.